Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves' sixth straight win, an impressive dominant win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Big games for Cat, Rudy, Troy Brown Jr., and more. We'll break it all down next. Welcome in. You are Lockdown Wolves postcast. You are Lockdown Wolves postcast, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Wolves postcast. We're live following the Wolves' sixth straight win, uh, an impressive win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, my name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of the Lockdown Wolves podcast, flying solo this evening on the live postcast, um, stepping in for Jack and Luke and everybody that you're used to seeing on the postcast. Um, if you're not familiar, I host this show daily, Monday through Friday, and I'm excited to, uh, I, I guess, give some quick Rapid reaction will go, you know, about 20 minutes or so shorter than a normal podcast. If you're with us Monday through Friday, but excited to break this one down here. Um, and, and this was the sixth straight win for the Wolves. They maintained, of course, the number one seed in the Western Conference, 17 and four now on the season. And yes, they beat San Antonio and Memphis this week. But by and large, the way they've done it has been really impressive. And, and that's one of the things we've talked about in Lockdown Wolves throughout the week is just the um, just the the body the body of work overall has been so, so impressive this season. And this was one of the better, um, if this makes sense, one of the better dominant games against the team that they should have beaten, right? They've had these professional wins, both games against the Spurs where, you know, and, and there's others mixed in there too, of course, where it's a bad team. The wolves should beat and they kind of let them hang around, but it never really feels scary. Like it did last year, a bunch, right? Like the wolves lost all those games to bad teams. And this year it's felt like they're in control, but they've never really, you know, kept a bad team down for long enough uh, or for, for the majority of a game. And that's what ended up happening here. And, and it was close ish at halftime. Like it was a, what a five point game at halftime. Um, but the wolves did what they've done in the third quarter all season. We talked a lot on the show earlier this week about the wolves have one of the best, I think second best in the league net ratings in the third quarter. And uh, that showed up here. They scored 38 points in the third quarter of this game and we're a plus 14 in the third. So they took a 21 point lead going to the fourth quarter um, overall for the game. Just talking a little bit of game flow. It was a little bit of a sluggish start. Of course, one of the headlines uh, you'll see there on the screen is Anthony Edwards left the game uh, after just four minutes, uh, basically tapped out, like looked at the bench. It was like, I got it. I got to leave. And then like two possessions later, he was off the bench and into the locker room and, and, you know, not seen again, which was obviously the right call. Um, you know, it's, Obviously, a re-aggravation of the hip pointer. The team said it was the hip pointer injury. Wolves, thankfully, don't play again until Monday. They get two consecutive off days uh, at this point. Like, why bother putting them out there Monday? I mean, it's, you know, talked about this the other day. Like, it's a it, it's 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 a bruise, so it's probably not necessarily going to get worse, but it feels like one of those things, um, you know, just let them take a couple of weeks and just get completely right. I mean, McDaniel should be back in the next week, too. So, uh, yeah, anyway, Ant leaves after four minutes in this one. Um, and like that, I, other than the sluggish start offensively, like this thing was pretty dominant for the wolves, uh, for the, for the most part. Um, and second quarter, I thought the offense picked up a little bit. The perimeter defense wasn't quite where it needed to be. Desmond Bain, of course, is fantastic. He scored what 47, 49 the other night, uh, I think on Wednesday. Um, and he had a, a bit of a run in the second quarter. Like I said, the perimeter defense was, um, shaky for stretches, Thankfully, though, Rudy Gobert is really, really good. And he held down the paint in this game. And in the second quarter, he cleaned up a lot of messes. 
Uh, and then as the game wore on, it just became more and more and more dominant. The talent deficit was really obvious. And the Wolves eventually got it together on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, the third quarter was basically a clinic. Um, I mean, it was really, really surgical what the Wolves were doing. It was multiple efforts on both ends of the floor. Uh, they did a little bit of offensive rebounding themselves. Uh, defensively, Rudy was contesting on the perimeter, recovering, and then contesting in the paint. Like It was everything that's been really good about the Wolves this year. We saw a bunch of in the third quarter. Um, and then the fourth quarter, like at that point, it was pretty much a blowout. The Grizzlies, I think, got to within like 16. But uh, this was this was all about the third quarter once again being dominant for the Wolves and really finding their footing, def- or excuse me, offensively. Uh, defensively, they were, I keep using the word dominant. There's no better way to say it. The Grizzlies got to 100 points. They ended up shooting 43%. But this is one of those where like cleaningtheglass.com takes out garbage time. There was some garbage time scoring in here for Memphis. And, and when garbage time started, they had like 94 points. So um, this easily could have been a, a sub 100, you know, another one of those sub 42% opponent shooting games. Um, but like the defense was impressive really throughout outside of some moments in the first and second quarter on the perimeter. The defense was impressive throughout the offense. Uh, in general, the ball movement was very good in this game. The Wolves ended up shooting 50% from the field as a team, just a shade under 40% from deep. They got to the line 26 times. Um, they did a really, really good job drawing fouls in this game and made 24 of them, by the way, 93% or 92.3% from the line for the Wolves. Um, so all that was really, really good. Um, the third quarter, though, was like so, so impressive. Um, and it was like Troy Brown Jr., of course, kind of assumed the ant role. He started when Ant was out for those two games. And so he started the, the third quarter and was really good. Um, four of six on threes, you know, a couple of those buckets came when the game was mostly out of reach late, but was big in the third quarter for the wolves. Um, you know, just to a man, uh, just a, another, another solid performance and you kill Alexander Walker, both ends of the floor. I guess what I want to do, I do want to get into some individual, um, I do studs and duds on the show typically during the week. So if you're a regular listener, we'll do a bit of that here next. Um, and, and that'll be kind of the focus of, you know, some individual performances, how we'll do the rest of the show here. First of all, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League uh, Sunday and Monday. Well, I guess there's no game Sunday for the NBA, but Monday will be a good time to do that. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, on Monday, the Wolves play. You could take uh, Carl Thitty Towns, three-pointers made, and it's Packers-Giants. Uh, I guess there's two Monday night games, but say it's like A.J. Dillon catches or something combined. And then you just take more than or less than what that combined number is. It's it's a ton of fun to keep an eye on two games at once, too, the whole thing. Uh, they also have a reboot policy at Prize Picks. So for football and basketball, if somebody gets hurt in the first half, they're rebooted in the second half. They're the only daily fantasy sports platform that has that injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NBA. Code NBA for that first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Um, a couple other quick highlights before I get to individual studs and duds or quick quick things to highlight, I should say. Um, the Wolves did work on the glass. And and Memphis, obviously, no, no Steven Adams. Like, this is... Jaron Jackson Jr. should be a problem because, you know, reigning defensive player of the year, 
he had two rebounds in this game he, in 29 minutes. Uh, the Wolves just, this was such a good example of, of the Wolves just being who they are and dominating a team that, like, I know, again, no Steven Adams, right? But Memphis should be a little bit better on the glass uh, than they were in this game. Uh, well, like, let's see, what were the total numbers here? I'm going to pull the, the total, I lost my uh, my box score here. The total rebound numbers in this game, the Wolves had 54 total rebounds. Memphis had 28. I mean, they nearly doubled them up. That's a 26-point advantage on the glass, or excuse me, 26-rebound advantage for the Wolves in this game. Um, Memphis came in ninth in defensive rebounding, 21st in offensive rebound. So Memphis was a top 10 defensive rebounding team in terms of percentage coming in, and the Wolves used their size and swarmed the glass in this game. Not something we're really accustomed to seeing the Wolves do um, on a night-in-and-night-out basis. Really impressive. And, and of course, Rudy had 20 of those. Um, second straight 20 plus rebound game, by the way, for Rudy, I think he had 21 on Wednesday. Um, so, so 54 rebounds, 20 from Rudy, seven from cat nine off the bench from Nas. And we did get to see the three center lineup again. I think it was second quarter. If I recall correctly, that, that Chris Finch went to, uh, Rudy cat and Nas all on the floor together. Um, and, and it was fine. Like it worked. Uh, I think that was the only time he did it too. I think it was just that stretch in the second quarter. And then he, he got Rudy off the floor to give him a break before halftime. But, um, I'm going to be really encouraged to continue seeing the Wolves decide to go big against teams that um, easily could beat them, could have an advantage against them on the glass, right? Because for all the Wolves' size, they've struggled on the glass at times, certainly this year, uh, not as bad as last year, but they've had moments where they've really st- struggled on the glass. And part of it, like lately, they've been playing more zone, and that, of course, it's sometimes more difficult to rebound out of zone. Um, it shouldn't be, but it, but it just is. And... I think for the most part, the Wolves have started to look better on the glass. And Rudy has finally just decided, hey, I'm going to be dominant. I'm Rudy Gobert. I'm a multi-time defensive player of the year. I led the league in rebounding a couple of times. I'm just going to get mine. Um, and he did that in this game. And, and Kat and, and Nas and, and Kyle Anderson had a rough duty, shooting night, but he was good on the glass too. Um, and they imposed their will. And the Wolves need to continue just playing big against teams that that also want to play big or playing big against teams that um, that are good on the glass. They did that and they imposed their will in this game. Um, along those same lines, points in the paint, the Wolves are actually only a plus six in this in this game, points of the paint-wise. Part of that is because um, early in the game, like I said, they, they struggled on the perimeter. I thought they allowed too many drives, uh, straight-line drives for Memphis, but Rudy cleaned a lot of it up. Um, eventually, though, you know, they still, they still ended up giving up. Like I said, there were, what, only a plus six points of the paint. So that was a little bit disappointing. But, um, like all the other stuff that's been an issue lately, like fast break points, basically flat. They're just a minus one in that category. Turnovers, not a major issue in this game. Um, a little sloppy at times when they got up by 20 in the third quarter. That's kind of the the theme that we've seen. But what team doesn't get sloppy when they get up 20 points, right? Um, all those things were were impressive to me. I thought that the Wolves, um, the Wolves were really, really good offensively, ball movement-wise. Just savvy stuff, too. Like, yeah, they called a bunch of... They, they did a bunch of what they normally do in terms of plays to get Cat the ball. Um, but some of the other stuff, like there was a play where the Wolves ran a... Um, they tried to do a pick-and-pop where Cat got the ball. The Grizzlies switched it. And um, and Conley was on, was on the weak side and just popped out. And Rudy... I think it was Rudy that set a flare screen. And Conley just popped out. A perfect pass from Cat. Uh, threw it right over Rudy 
for a made three from Conley cause a timeout from Taylor Jenkins in Memphis. And that's one of those, like they called one thing and, and maybe it is baked in as the second option in this play, like a read and react type thing. Or maybe it was just like, Hey, these guys are getting comfortable with each other. Um, and obviously Rudy and Conley have played together and, and cat maybe is now learning what these guys want to do. Like it's so those sorts of things that are kind of next level for this team beyond the, the, the set play calls, um, and beyond the fast break stuff, which the Wolves haven't been that great in transition, but beyond some of that stuff, that's more just natural, you know, driven by talent and effort to, to know what that next decision point is and then execute it. Um, that's super encouraging. Cause remember this team came into the game 18th at offensive rating on basketball reference. Like the wolves have not been a, a consistent offensive team this year. They've at times been great. They obviously have great offensive talent, but it hasn't been consistent. And so for them to turn in a 127 point performance on 50% shooting and 40% from three on a night where Ant only plays four minutes. And by the way, I talked about Denver, excuse me, Memphis being a good defensive team or no, I didn't. I talked about them being a good rebounding team. They are also a good defensive team. They're eighth in defensive rating this season league wide. And uh, like that's with no Steven Adams, right? That's with uh, now Marcus smart was available. You know, he played the first, I don't know what, three, four weeks of the season. So Marcus Smart was part of that. The Wolves haven't had to face him yet this year. He was out before the Wolves played them last. Um, but still, Jaron Jackson Jr., reigning defensive player of the year, a, a solid defensive unit, a well-coached team, and the Wolves went out and hung 127 on 50% shooting. It's these performances that we need to see more of. The Wolves need to stack these strong offensive performances, but all the extra stuff, like the play I, I gave the example of with the with the flare screen and the pass to Mike Conley on the secondary action, um, the the you know empty um, empty corner pick and roll uh, side pick and roll, where you know instead of just forcing the action to Rudy, they're making the extra pass to the opposite corner to find somebody who's open. Um, an open, I think in this case, Troy Brown Jr. made a three on that, on that play, like those types of reactions. And a lot of it's Mike Conley, um, and Ant didn't play, but he's getting better or didn't play beyond the first four minutes, but he's getting better at that stuff too. Towns so much better in terms of decision-making in this game than what he was last game. Um, and actually let's do that. Let's close with individual studs and duds. We'll do that here next. Today's episode of the Locked the Wolves postcast is also brought to us by our friends at Jace Medical. Of course, we all come to sports. We watch the Wolves to escape from the crazy realities of real life. But let's talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's absolutely a bit scary. And I can imagine a more, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if, um, I don't know, my family or your family got sick while supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully though, we do have Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to anybody. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com, offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. All right, let's close the show with individual studs and duds here today on the postcast. And uh, pretty easy for this one for the Wolves. Number one has to be Rudy Gobert. Talked a little bit about his performance already. 16 points on six of nine shooting, a perfect four of four at the free throw line. I should 
we should take a glimpse here at at just how good his free throw shooting's been lately. It's it's definitely um, been trending more positively for Rudy Gobert. Just even quickly looking at the game log, um, he hasn't had a game below sixty seven percent in the last uh, five or six games at least. Um, so you know that's trading in the right direction. Twenty rebounds, nine offensive rebounds. He did play a little bit of a uh, um, little bit of volleyball, a little bit of Kevin Love thirty one thirty one game um, with offensive rebounds, a couple of points in this game. But hey, most of them ended up in a bucket, so I don't really care. Like, and, and also by the way, he was six and nine shooting, so he obviously didn't miss that many shots at the rim. Um, he also made a jumper in this game. It was like a like an eighteen foot jumper from the right side of the floor. Like first time I've ever seen Rudy Gobert make a jumper. Um, so 16 and 20, four or four at the line, six blocked shots for Rudy Gobert. I mentioned he controlled the paint to the tune of six blocked shots. And I actually thought he, I think there was a seventh that at least the box score I'm looking at is not in there. I, I had seven, but, um, I, you know, I don't love individual single player, single game plus minus, but he was a plus 25. The Wolves won by 24. So it's not that surprising, but um, really, really good game for Rudy. I like, what more do you say? And I've said this how many times on Lockdown Wolves? Like, what else do you say about just how good Rudy Gobert was yet again? I mean, it's it's next level how he controls the paint. Uh, when he checked out, I think it was in the third quarter, late third quarter, like immediately Memphis went and scored in the paint when Nas and Cat were in the game. And for the most part, Nas and Cat have been good defensively this year, but it's just a different, like they're just like a normal defensive unit when Rudy's off the floor, right? Like they're a good defensive unit, but they're not like this, this apparently just, insane juggernaut defensively without Rudy on the floor. So as soon as he leaves, seems like, all right, I can go within five feet of the rim now. And like with Rudy on the floor, you can't like, you just can't. He was that good again in this game. Carlton Towns also a stud in this game. I thought he played extremely well and it, and it got lost a little because they got up so much. And because Troy Brown Jr. Was great. We'll talk about him. Rudy was awesome. Uh, but cat had 24, seven rebounds, five assists, only one turnover on the heels of a six turnover game. On Wednesday, uh, he had, you know, a couple careless fouls mixed in there, but he only played 29 minutes and he had 24, seven and five, uh, two of four on threes, eight of nine at the line. He continues to get to the line a bunch and shoot free throws at a, a really impressive clip. Um, it's still shooting. I think he's still 50, uh, 50, 40, 90 as of right now. Um, so another strong, strong performance from Carl Anthony towns. And I thought he was good defensively too. I thought he was active. I thought he was under control, he at one point just completely bullyballed Bismack Biombo, which uh, you know, Biombo's a big dude, and and Cat just put his shoulder down and went through him and scored. That was early in the game. Uh, both Cat and Rudy gave it to Jaron Jackson Jr. in this game, too. It was, it was good to see. Um, third stud, you could go Mike Conley, you could go Troy Brown Jr. I'll go I'll go TBJ because he was asked, you know, I'm sure he wasn't expecting to play 30 minutes in this game, and he was phenomenal. 20 points on 10 shots. Eight of 10 shooting, four of six on threes, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal for Troy Brown Jr., a plus 18 off the bench. Of course, he played starter minutes for much of the game, but um, a really strong performance as he continues to be a revelation. And I've said this all along. He, even when fully healthy, this team's got to find a way to get him a few minutes here and there to keep him relatively fresh. I, I get how he could be the 11th guy or 10th guy, maybe when McDaniels is back and Ant's healthy, but like, and I'm not saying like the Lakers overextended him. He played too much, you know, he, I guess out of necessity because that team was so shallow early last year. But um, I don't want to get down too much of a rabbit hole about Troy Brown Jr. last year in LA. But um, he's an energy do stuff guy off the bench. And, and he did that in this game. He did exactly that. And he's a valuable member of this rotation here for the, for the last couple of weeks. And he he will be here moving forward. Mike Conley, also great. 19-7-4 in this game. Um, just 
doing Mike Conley things like also fantastic defensively. I talked about this, I think actually on, on Fridays, it, it was today. It was Friday's locked on wolves about how good he's been defensively this year, like on the ball. Uh, I was worried he'd lost a step based on how he closed out his time in Utah. No, he was really, really good again, defensively in this game continues to, uh, to show that Nikhil Alexander Walker want to shout him out. He had 14 points, four made threes. Awesome job on Desmond Bain. Awesome job. The dude dropped almost 50 the other night. Bain had 16 on 13 shots in this game, turned it over four times, was clearly frustrated, was by far a game worse, minus 23 in this game. Uh, I guess he played 37 minutes for a team that lost by 24. But um, good job by Nikhil Alexander-Walker on him. We talked about TBJ. Nas was good. He had a rough shooting net from the perimeter again. He was like 1-6 of six the other night, 0-5 oh tonight from three. Um, oh, Shake Milton. I should talk about Shake real quick. We're, we're almost done here. Shake was great. Um, there was like one bad possession that stuck out because it was like the only bad possession. And we're used to shake having a few too many of those per game. Um, and it was like right at the end of the first half, the wolves messed up a two for one really bad. And like a couple of possessions before that, he, he had a rough play, but like, I shouldn't even said that set that aside 17 points on six of nine for shake Milton. Just really good to see refreshing three of five on threes, a couple of rebounds hit a couple of tough mid range shots in this game. Um, if they suddenly get like, six man, like scoring six man, like uh, what Jalen Noel was supposed to be last year. Like if they suddenly get, I you know, think Jamal Crawford, right? If they get those types of minutes, not exactly that, but you know what I mean? Out of shake, that's what they're looking for. Um, and especially with no ant, like that could be really valuable here moving forward. So um, well-rounded performance. Again, for me, the headlines are a stifling defensive performance led by Rudy Gobert, an efficient offensive performance, really from, from gate to gate. Like throughout this game, they scored at least 27 in every quarter. 50% from the field, nearly 40% from three to the line, 26 times uh, plus 26 on the glass only turned it over 13 times in a game where they had a, a billion possessions. It seemed like, like only positive things minus the ant re injury uh, or whatever, you know, it is what it was. We'll, we'll see on that, but um, only positive things from this one. All right. Uh, Wolves don't play again until Monday night. We will on Monday have the postcast. I believe that one we will have uh, Jack Borman and Luke Inman on the postcast live Monday night here at Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Of course, the audio from this, if you ever miss it live, typically we do have a host and a guest on this show, uh, a Wolves expert guest, usually from Canis Hoopis. Um, the audio goes on Lockdown Wolves feed. So you'll be able to check that out here this weekend. Um, and then also uh, tune in. If you're not already following and subscribed to Lockdown Wolves, uh, it's a daily show Monday through Friday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can watch it on YouTube as well on the Lockdown Wolves channel on YouTube. Um, so please be sure to check that out. Follow, subscribe, wherever you listen and watch. And uh, the Wolves are next in action Monday night at New Orleans, 7 o'clock Central. Again, live postcast after that game. Monday morning, bright and early, we'll have a uh, a full Lockdown Wolves episode for you as well. So be sure to tune in then. A big thank you to those of you who stayed up and watched here on this Friday night. A big thank you to those listening after the fact, and uh, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you on Monday.